Hey everybody and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Jason Lifshutz and I am an associate editor and the Pop Shop blog editor of Billboard.com based in New York. But I am not in New York right now. I am in Manchester, Tennessee and I am not joined this week by Keith Caulfield who is back in L.A., processing the charts i guess over the weekend as as he normally does we are here on a sunday afternoon in manchester tennessee at bonnaroo 2014 and we have just experienced about three and a half days of insane music and dancing and food and fun with me here in manchester tennessee is billware.com edit assistant and rock guru of some uh-huh. sorts chris Payne, how's it going c Payne? pretty good pretty good we made it to the last day i'm excited i'm ready to go Got man i'm a little i'm dragging a little bit um it's hot out today but we'll make it happen also here uh is the uh the man of the streaming land of the <laughs> billboard.com trust i actually don't remember your title william kruger Thank you, Jason, <laughs> Billboard Streaming Social Charts Manager, William. Yeah, that's a, that's a mouthful. All right, yeah. I, I don't blame myself for that. It is a mouthful, and it's excusable. Uh, having a week out of the office, though, uh, down here helping out at Bonnaroo, um, seeing the sights, and yeah, echo echo Chris Payne's sentiments, man. Dragging our feet on this last day. It's been it's been <laughs> three whole days of sunshine and. Uh, a lot of music, so it's good to be here on the last day. Cool, man. Happy to have you down here. And also with us is a special guest, our friend Pat Beeger, who is uh, in our RV, in our Bonnaroo camper. He is um, he's a folk enthusiast, and um, you know what? He, he wanted to be on the podcast to, uh, to chime in about some of the stuff we missed. Um, always happy to have him aboard. How's yeah, it going, thanks, Pat? Thanks, Jason. Good. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. So. First-time caller. This will be good. Um, Cool, man. So we are down here at Bonnaroo. Um, this is my fourth year. This is, I think, C-Pain's second year, Pat's third year. Uh, my first. Will, this is your first year. So before we get into talking about, and this is a spe- uh, special podcast, I should say, we'll be back. Keith and I will be back later this week to talk about you know the Hot 100, the Billboard 200, and whatnot as usual. But this is going to go up the day after Bonnaroo wraps, um, talking about you know some of the headliners, some of the greatest things we saw, some of the cool things that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Will, this is your first Bonnaroo. What's been your impression of it? This festival has a very, has a certain charm that I feel like a lot of the other ones I've been to, like smaller tier ones, like slightly smaller tier, Governor's Ball or ACL, just don't quite have. There's so many little things to discover the the field well the space is bigger yeah right the space is comparatively a lot bigger but there's just lots of they lay it out for you to discover things there's like a big metallic like big metallic pot pork roast thing going on at all times hamageddon hamageddon yeah. there's like a random i saw like a, a a beetle cruising around with like disco dancers jumping out of it so there's just these sort of random things they dot around here that they kind of i guess want you to discover um, and it's amazing. That sort of aspect to it gives us sort of this sense of wonderment that uh, a lot of the other ones don't quite capture. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the cool things I love about Bonnaroo is that it's like its own little city because almost everyone who goes here camps here. There's not that many hotels around in Manchester, Tennessee. So if you're at Bonnaroo, you're most likely camping on the ground. So, you know, there's stuff going on at 3 a.m. and 4 a.m., there's a million different food options. There's yoga. There's 5K runs. There's there's a ton of stuff to do. If you want to watch the NBA Finals instead of catch a band, you can do that. World Cup as well. Yeah, I saw people World watching Cup. that. I know. So it, that's definitely been one of the things down here this year is everybody watching, you know, the World Cup games on um, 
on the big screen between this tent and the other tent. It's funny, James Blake was actually back here talking with us uh, last night, and he looked kind of bummed, and I was like, James Blake, what's, what's wrong? And he literally was like, oh, England just lost in the World Cup 2-1 to one to Italy. Like, he was, he was really sad about that. So it's just this, it's just this otherworldly kind of atmosphere at Bonnaroo that you're not going to get at Coachella or, um, you know, Lollapalooza or any other major U.S. festival. What do you, what do you think, C-Pain? You've been yeah, here for Yeah, I totally agree. I was just thinking that it's a very singular sort of thing, Bonnaroo, because not only is it a camping festival where, like you said, you all form this, like, bond, this community deal because you're not going back to a hotel room and going your separate ways. You're living it. I don't really know if there's any other festival that's like that. And, like, there might be other ones where you camp, but I think as far as the magnitude, how much they have going on, I can't really picture them having as much as here. It's just, like, you could come here and not really even, like, like music that much and still have a blast because you could be going, like, see comedy and, like, just dancing and... Yeah, hanging exactly. out with other people, drinking craft beers. It's just like you it know, just, it just goes so much later too than all the all the other festivals I've been to. Like, there's no noise ordinance requirements because we're basically in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So it's like this festival, unlike any of the other ones I've really been to, has this nightlife aspect of it. And you can go get coffee at like one in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. There are, like, different clubs almost that are open, like, blasting just all sorts of club music and dance music. And there's always a Skrillex show, too. Yeah, <laughs> seems that way, yeah. Skrillex played uh, two nights in a row, uh, his own set on Friday night from uh, 1.30 to 3.30. And then last night he had the Skrillex Super Jam from 12.30 to 3.30. And uh, Pat and I watched that one. It was It was an incredible show. I mean... I don't think anything can top the the Questlove Super Jam from 2012 where D'Angelo played his first show in 10 years here. That was, like, unforgettable. But last night, Skrillex, I mean, definitely gave it a run for its money. Uh, Lauren Hill came out as a surprise guest. Mystical came out as a surprise Your guest. Your favorite. Uh, my favorite, Mystical, of course. ASAP Ferg. Janelle Monet came out, did Want to Be Starting Something by Michael Jackson. Um, it, it was... It was nuts, and it, it's something that, yeah, they, I mean, one of the things that Bonnaroo offers is these one-of-a-kind one experiences that, you know, m maybe other festivals don't necessarily offer. Yeah. Um, so one of the one-of-a-kind of the, one of the uh, experiences is, um, is Kanye West, who performed on Friday night, and I call it one-of-a-kind because he, even though he has been performing at festivals, he's playing Outside Lands and Made in America later this summer, he doesn't have beef with those festivals no. in the way that he has beef with Bonnaroo. Um, you know, fans of Kanye will remember six years ago when he, he showed up a couple hours late to his set, basically because Pearl Jam went over on their main stage set. Played, uh, Kanye played as the sun was coming up got booed a lot and he made his uh, triumphant comeback on Friday night here at Bonnaroo um, so so Will you wrote about that show we all saw it what yeah. did you what did you think about Kanye's performance at Bonnaroo well it was good I mean it was a it was a more stripped down version in the Yeezus tour uh, but a pretty similar set uh, list but the set itself uh, he opted out of the mountains um, and opted for it said three basically like white like panels that he used as like a create sort of like a box on stage, yes. and then the back background was like a big LED screen, basically similar to what you may have seen there. Um, but he uses that, like he has in his past tour, to create these really stunning visual sort of like uh, 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 visualizations for you to watch while you're singing. So he creates and it really adds to his music in a powerful way. Um, I think that 
uh, you know, it, it was his rant breaks, which he had in the Yeezus tour, um, had a different tone to them. They're a little more positive, a little more uplifting, though he did stop to address the exact controversy that uh, you just brought up. Um, uh, angry at the press, making sure that we took note that um, Kanye had his own reasons for showing up late and telling his side of the story. It's true. I mean, I, I didn't, I, I had my problems with Kanye's performance. It was kind of interesting to me, though, that, you know, like you said, he did have these speeches within his performance mm -hmm. that were, you know, 90% pretty positive, actually. Right. It was like, you know, like, if you believe in me, you believe in yourself, yeah. and you can, you can, like, do whatever you set your yeah. mind to it. It was, it was very, like, there's a little bit of platitudes going on there, but at the same time, pretty positive. And then that 10% where where he's, you know, screaming where the press at, you know, that's going to get kick, picked up by everybody. Um, yeah, because yeah. Because it's Kanye. But, you know, it's it's a Kanye show in 2014. It's it's unhinged. It's it's hits packed, but also fierce and angry. What what'd you guys think? Yeah, it's, it was it's weird because we were talking about that Bondroo community, and I think there's very much a feeling, a very positive feeling that pretty much every artist exudes when they come on stage. But, you know, Kanye, and rightfully so in some ways, is different than most other artists. Yeah. But he kind of came in with a slightly different attitude, like more of like a score to settle with like the past Bonnaroo in mind, kind of with like an anger to his performance at what, and, what he was doing. And to that end, you know, the crowd really had beef with him. I think I saw uh, dozens of fish dick signs. Um, Fuck Kanye is written on all the walls around here still, uh, which is one of the things that he referenced when he was on stage. Um, so it's almost like this festival in particular has beef with him. So it's an interesting dynamic, to say the least. Yeah, I wrote somewhere that it was it was a polarizing set because you know a lot of people focus on the the booze that he got during his speeches, and you know a lot of people were leaving his set midway through. Yeah, yeah, um, they were. Which is you know a symptom of also having a lot of other stuff that the festival is going to offer, people getting in line for um, you know Skrillex and whatnot. But you know at the same time there were a ton of people really feeling that show. Um, thousands of people that stayed to the end and, and rocked with every single word he said. Um, so it, yeah, it was it was you know there were there were some there were some negative moments. There were some really positive moments. That's it. I mean that's it. Yeah. What what can, what else would you expect from a Kanye West show on this kind of Yeezus tour? He's a polarizing individual, so it only makes sense that the, that the crowd's overall reaction will be polarized. So what's funny is that I, I thought of. The Kanye show when we were all dancing to Lionel Richie last night. So Lionel Richie performed on the main stage, and talk about the exact opposite of a polarizing <laughs> feel. You know, you have this, you know, this vitriolic Kanye show to some degree, and then you have Lionel Richie the next night, all smiles, posing, laughing, telling people he's gonna play all the hits and dance all night long and sipping wine on stage I, I mean it, it was I thought it was a match made in heaven just from uh, the Bonnaroo crowd a summer night and Lionel Richie playing all of his hits for an hour 45 uh, Pat what'd you think of it man I mean you know you kind of hit the nail on the head I think a lot of people come to the festival and maybe they're only familiar with like one or two Lionel Richie songs which he mentioned he said either you're gonna you know you're with me from the beginning or you're gonna say oh well I listened to you growing up because my parents listened to you um but I mean, I guess for me with the whole Kanye, you know, comparison, 
a lot of people just wanted to have fun at the Kanye concert, and he ranted for a half an hour and then stopped 15 minutes early. At least Lionel Richie just came out, was positive, and people who may not have been as familiar with all of his songs, you know, had a good time the whole show. Like, we were there the whole time. I had a blast. I only probably know about five Lionel Richie songs, but I was there an hour and a half, you know? Absolutely, so. yeah. And, you know, I thought he did a great job of, of mixing up all of his... I, I thought it was a great set list. Yeah, he really curates himself as a legacy act, you know? I mean, he even addresses it. You know, there are two groups... What did he say? There's two f groups in the audience. There are those that have been with me since the beginning, and there are those that know me because, oh, my mother or my father or my brother played your record. And that's certainly the case. And so he really, when he presents his set list, he'll tell you who's involved. He'll tell you, uh, you know, songs of Diana Ross he's done. He'll, he'll mention the Commodores as he jump, jumps into Brick House. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool to see. Yeah. He's an artist who, exact, who, who knows exactly what his legacy is and how to make that legacy shine on stage in 2014. I thought, it was a, I thought it was one of the best performances of the weekend for sure. Um, right after him was uh, Jack White, who, you know, like, like Kanye, had some, some feisty words for the press, um, but, you know, kind of a blistering performance. C-Pain, you, you watched all of that. What did you think of Jack White last night? Yeah, he's a, he's a showman, man. That was actually my first time ever seeing a Jack White. Actually, no, I saw, I saw Dead Weather perform very briefly at an yeah. awards show once, but aside from that, it was really my first time really seeing a Jack White band, and wow, like, just like going between all his different projects and bringing those songs out. He play he his his band is fantastic. It's like great musicians from all over the place, and there's just a like really great sense of community with him and the people he's playing with on stage. To go from like such a minimal band to like what he does now on stage with like a whole uh, uh, cast of characters on stage playing all kinds of like different instruments. It's really great to see. And yeah, like I saw a theremin. For a yeah, they had a yeah, theremin player. There was an which old was dude awesome. rocking a theremin yeah. pretty hard last night. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what's cool about. Bonnaroo to me is that it, it sort of has this strict allegiance to rock music and especially southern rock music where you're not going to have someone like Skrillex or Zed who played last night as well perform on the main stage necessarily you have you know someone like Jack White who's who's headlining other festivals but it just he, he seems tailor made for a Bonnaroo headlining set but you also have you know folk leaning acts like we saw uh, C6 Steve <laughs> yesterday afternoon uh, with John Paul Jones on on bass and uh, that was a trip I mean yeah it's it's they had a guy playing a broom yeah they had a guy playing percussion using a broom on one song um, very Bonnaroo. Is there a singing saw did anyone play the saw <laughs> no there was um, C6 Steve himself was stomping on a wooden box throughout the okay set, which I think they had mic'd up too because yes, I could hear the box the wooden box yeah. they need that mic'd up yeah, it just has sort of this throwback feel to it where it's like maybe C6 Steve isn't as, you know, well-known as someone not playing the main stage, like a Churches, for instance. But they have this kind of allegiance to, you know, rock and folk music that I appreciate. It's, 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 what, is, it's what their bread and butter is. It's, you know, Tedeschi Trucks Band. You have Derek Truck doing the Super Jam on Friday night. Um, and we talked about the um, the Skrillex Super Jam, but that's one of my favorite things about Bonnaroo is just these crazy experiences of all of the, the, this kind of pile up of artists coming together, doing whatever the hell they want on stage for a couple hours, 
doing covers, doing just like solos. It's it's great. Um, yeah, and and, uh, and Skrillex killed it last night. What, what do you guys think about the the dance music here so far, Will? Oh, there's just so much of it, and it's always going too. I think last night we were finishing up stories at like four in the morning and uh, uh, Cascade. Cascade. Yeah, yeah they were still going. <laughs> um, man, I gotta I gotta love Skrillex, man. He's I, I saw his set like a week ago at Governor's Ball and. I came out again just to see it just because he was the only thing going. And, man, he just brings so much energy and positivity that I think mashes up really well with the festival, and he just brings a party. It's really awesome. Totally. Yeah, I just really love the aspect of how late can it go with all these DJ sets late at night because, like we were saying, this is out in the middle of nowhere on a farm. There's no sound restrictions. People are living on the campgrounds. They don't have to, like, catch calves back home or anything. People, you know, they can go late at, at these things, and we, when you're like watching a DJ late at night, it's just a feeling of like, wow, this could just like keep going. Like, who knows? Like, you know, it's and you, you don't have that feeling of like, oh, 12 p.m. It's over. So there's like a really cool vibe out there. Yeah, I mean, the Skrillex Super Jam was scheduled from 12 to 2 a.m. and it, it started at 12:30, and you know, it gets to like 2:30, 2:45, 3 a.m. and we're standing there, and it's like it really is like a how late can this go? Because, like you said, unlike most other festivals, there's no restrictions. They could go till 5 a.m. They could go to 5.30. I mean, maybe they'd get booed a little bit like Kanye did a couple of years ago but uh, as the sun comes up. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of an anything-goes vibe. So let, let's talk about some of the, the earlier highlights, the non-headliner highlights that you guys saw. Um, C-Pain, you talked to Sam Smith after you saw him perform on Friday. So so take us through watching him perform basically his first major U.S. festival and then talking to him about it. Well, yeah, it was great because I really felt like Sam was having a big moment and it was really exciting to be part of that. Like, he his, his song, um, Stay With Me, just hit the top 10. It's number 10 on the Billboard charts right now just this week. This was, I believe, only his second ever American festival appearance. I believe after Coachella earlier this year. Yeah, so he didn't he didn't play a set at Coachella. He just oh he was on there. Stage. Okay, he just okay. popped on stage with Disclosure. So, right. So yeah. this was his first set actually at a festival. Yeah. And, like it was weird. Why he closed with um with Stay with Me and the the reaction the the feeling you felt in the crowd was just a feeling of a song that people have known for a long time and has only been like out there for a few weeks. You know. And then, like, going back and interviewing him later, he was just, like, hanging with Disclosure in the press area backstage and then just, like, popped over. You could tell he was he knew he was, like, going to go on stage with them later on tonight, just, like, having, like, probably just going to, like, really remember this day, you know? I got that feeling. Yeah, man, it, it's crazy. We actually have an interview snippet. Uh, here is Sam Smith talking about his Bonnaroo performance with uh, Chris Payne of uh, Billboard.com at Bonnaroo. It's the second biggest crowd I've ever done, biggest crowd I've done in America. Um... I'm still overwhelmed by it. It's, I find it. I've, I, I feel really weird when I come off of stage. Sometimes I feel quite um, emotionally drained, and that's what I feel like right now. I'm very honest in everything I do, um, and I poured my heart into this music. And stay with me. Um, is now a single, and and it's a um, it's a very personal song to me. So when I hear forty thousand people, or or when I hear ten thousand people like today sing it back to me it is um it's overwhelming thanks again to sam smith for uh stopping by the uh the billboard hangout here at bonnaroo it's really cool that um you got to uh to chat with him see pain and you know i mean there, there just seems to be such an excitement around him and around his album in the lonely hour it drops this tuesday 
And um, I guess Keith and I will talk about that on uh, this week's Pop Shot podcast in terms of a sales projection. But so, so many people love his voice and, and love the vibe that he's giving off. And yeah, Bonnaroo, it was a sp- it was definitely a special performance at like 2.15 in the afternoon. Uh, well, what about you, man? What, what else uh, has highlighted your weekend? Oh, man. Uh, I saw something really impressed me with Banks. Uh, I saw yeah, her, Banks is great. I saw her Thursday night, and she's played a great set. Uh, a lot of her new cuts. Um, she covered Aaliyah's uh, Are You Somebody. That was an awesome moment for everyone in the crowd. Um, it was just a really good set. Um, I also saw a local favorite, Cherub. Um, oh, yeah. I think we, we did an interview with them, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I chatted with them, and... Um they, they were they were great. They were yeah. they were hilarious actually. Yeah, they they just had an album that drops. Uh, some pretty hilarious some pretty hilarious songs. Uh, you know about like monogamy, but it's, the lyrics are not about monogamy. And it's pretty <laughs> raunchy dudes, and they had a huge turnout in the in that tent. And uh, they was that was a really cool act to see. So what's cool about Thursday night here at Bonnaroo is that the two main stages aren't open. You just have the three tents, and you have artists that aren't necessarily main stage artists, but are getting huge, huge crowds because that's all that is being offered on on Thursday night. And it's just a great introduction. You have bands like Real Estate, like Ms. Mister, like Cherub, like Banks and Cloud Nothings and Ty Siegel and Pusha T, all playing on Thursday night. Those are basically the biggest artists that played. But, and and their, their crowds are just massive because people are still pouring into the festival. People are still setting up their campgrounds and giving these artists a chance on, um, on the first night of Bonnaroo. They're so psyched to be there. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great vibe. Um, what do you guys think of uh, Vampire Weekend? They, uh, they headlined Governor's Ball a couple days before playing here on Friday. What do you guys think of them? Pat and I were both in the crowd. Pat, what did you think of, of that? Yeah, you know, I mean, it was my first time seeing them live. I've been a big fan for a long time. Uh, I have one of their albums in my very limited vinyl collection, you know, so <laughs> a highlight for me. And, uh, you know, I was right in the pit in front of them. They put on a great show. Uh, from what I understand, they always do. You know, it was very clean and uh, just a lot of fun to be there. Yeah. I mean, they, they're always... They, ha- they already have such a deep catalog. They've only had three albums but the songs they can play now for modern vampires in the city it's it's you know diane young and unbelievers they all they all play so well and fit so well into their sets now yeah they have like maybe eight to ten core essentials that they'll play every set and then on top of that they can go with maybe like five to seven deep cuts like when we saw them at governor's ball they played a b-side off their first album so they'll do anything right now so they were playing like Yah Hey and Hannah Hunt off the uh, off Modern Vampires of the City, so like just all very slick, very like confident, pulled off. Ezra's great on stage, you know. Absolutely. So so our friend Pat here is a uh, is a big folk fan, and uh, one of the reasons he comes to Bonnaroo is is for the folk music. He was uh, he was the one rocking out in the Lumineers uh, stage last year of Monsters and Men. Um, what have you seen uh, so far this year, and what what are you going to see on uh, Sunday, man? You know, I mean, um, I, I got to say probably one of my favorite moments of the festival was actually First Aid Kit. Um, they yeah, put on a they phenomenal show, and they covered uh, Simon and Garfunkel's America, which was spotless and, and definitely a highlight for me as the, the folk guy, I guess, in the group. But uh, I'm always excited for the, you know, the Bluegrass Super Jam. Ed Helms hosts it, and there's always a lot of really cool music going on there. 
Um, you know, it's a credit to Bonner. They really embraced the EDM scene this year, which was a lot of fun, but they still have a ton of bluegrass and folk, which, you know, isn't necessarily as big of a draw as like Skrillex and Zed and things like that. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to the, you know, the bluegrass super jam. Um, yeah, just always, always a good time with the folk here at Bonnaroo. Totally. One more thing I was thinking of, um, you guys can all comment on when, because we have such like Americana and bluegrass and whatnot rep- represented here at Bonnaroo. When do you think we'll see like a big country act, if ever, a big country act like Taylor Swift maybe playing Bonnaroo? Yeah, I would love that. I, I, I think we're headed there as country music becomes more and more mainstream, and and you have artists like. Well, we saw Casey Musgraves right, play last yeah. year. I, I think right a couple months before she was really embraced by not the country community, but by the Grammys and, yeah. you know, what, when her album started really taking off. Um, she was spectacular last year. Yeah, she was my favorite last year. I honestly think what you'll see is more of those those artists that kind of go in between, like, the Bonnaroo sound and, you know, mainstream country, like Zach Brown Band. Uh, yeah. A lot of people who don't like country like them. They're kind of a really fun jam band, you know, in addition to being a country band. They play with Jimmy Buffett and things like that. I mean, actually, even maybe Jimmy Buffett, yeah. to be oh, honest. Yeah, I believe, yeah, you know, I think you'll see a lot of those yeah. bands first before you see, like, maybe, you know, a Miranda Lambert or something like that. Taylor Swift, though, because of her crossover appeal. Yeah, you know? I, I just think that I, I think that it's going to happen because I think there's room at Bonnaroo. Like, there's, there's so many artists here, and they've embraced so many different genres. You have... You know, ASAP Ferg is coming up today. You have so you have a lot of huge hip hop fans in the audience. You have R and B. You have like Lauren Hill. You have Zed. You have Tedeschi Trucks Band. Like yeah. you have all of these different kind of mixes. It's an alternative festival, but I don't see any reason why, like you said, a Miranda Lambert can't play the main stage on one day. I think people would love that. Yeah, you know, I think that the varieties can be summed up by the uh, Super Jam from last night. With Skrillex, I mean, you had Skrillex, you had Zed, you had Cage the Elephant doing the Doors, you had Janelle Monae doing, you know, want to be starting something, and I, I just think that that's what sets Bonnaroo apart, you know, is the variety that you see and here. Every, and every, Ellen and John tonight and Kanye, you yeah, know, like that's and a, everybody loved it too. Yeah. That's the thing is like you have, like you said, you have, you know, Matt from Cage the Elephant come out and play a Doors song in a Skrillex Super Jam, and and you wouldn't necessarily think that everybody's going to go crazy for a Doors song, you know, in the crowd waiting for Skrillex, but, you know, people lapped it up. There was an amazing amount of energy during that song. Um, so, yeah, so tonight we got uh, Elton John tonight, uh, ASAP Ferg, who we actually just caught up with. Um, he, he talked about his, uh, his new album, his uh, follow-up to last year's Trap Lord. We have a snippet from that. Here's ASAP Ferg chatting about his new album at Bonnaroo. What can fans expect from the second album? Um, growth as an artist. You could expect a lot of the Fergenstein, like you're gonna you're gonna get, you know, Ferg, but it's just like the more improved Ferg. It's like I transformed. I didn't conform to like nothing that anybody was doing or what's dope in the now. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm always being innovative and creative and climbing to like new heights just to create new music. Um, we just dropped Hella Hoes. Um, the video is out. Everybody's going crazy over it. The song is dope. That's going to be on the ASAP Mob album. And I'm dropping a single, um, just me by, by myself, is off the ASAP Mob album. 
So can't wait for some new ASAP Ferg music. He will be playing Sunday afternoon. He also played the Skrillex Super Jam. Who are you guys going to check out? Uh, we're taping this at about 3 o'clock Central Time on Sunday. Who are you guys uh, going to check out the rest of the festival? I'm seeing the Arctic Monkeys today. It should be a pretty good set. I haven't really seen them too much since since when they just had a couple albums out. And since then, they've really like amped up their sound, become more of like an arena sort of band. So I'm interested to see how that translates to like the Bonnaroo atmosphere today with some big, big hit songs to do. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Will? Uh, I'm excited to see a uh, Little Dragon. They play at 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, they just dropped the new album, so I'll hopefully we'll play some hits from the cuts from that. Uh, and then later on, Wiz Khalifa snuck in a time slot right before Mr. Elton John. Uh, yeah. And he just dropped a new mixtape, uh, which I'm also excited to hear. So that's going to be really cool. Pat? Yeah, I mean, Arctic Monkeys have been a huge fan for a long time. But I want to see Broken Bells. I've never seen, uh, you know, I didn't get to see the Shins. That was the one year you mentioned I've been here three years. The one year I missed was the year that they played. So, uh, you know, really excited to see them. And then, obviously, the Bluegrass Super Jam. Somebody's got to go to that yeah, out of us, man. right? So, Ed Helms. Yeah, that's it. Doing it again. He plays banjo. He that's really does. That's going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to see Ockerville River right after this. Um, and uh, Ferg, for sure. And, and Broken Bells coming up. And Elton John taking it home. Uh, it's it's going to be great. And one of the best things about this year is that it didn't rain. It was calling for rain all weekend. And it's... Uh, Hot as hell today. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's all um, that positive energy. All that positive yeah. energy. Um, and I, you know what? I, I want to actually just roam the festival grounds a little bit today. Uh, we've been so busy covering shows that I'd love to, you know, pop back into the silent disco, put on the headphones and uh, go nuts. Maybe uh, build a drum. There's a build yeah. a drum kiosk here. Maybe. Um, I don't know. The, the possibilities are endless. So, uh, Will, Chris, Pat, want to thank you guys again for uh, stopping by this uh, special edition of the Pop Shop Podcast, Bonnaroo 2014. Uh, you'll be uh, hearing from the Pop Shop Podcast later this week. Keith and I will be back to talk all things charts, including Jack White's album debut, new albums from Sam Smith. Um, whether or not Iggy Azalea is going to be number one on the Hot 100, you will find out all later this week. Um, all right, uh, that's it for the Bottle Podcast. Let's uh, let's go out on um, let's go out on Tiny Dancer, Elton John later tonight. Thanks for listening and take care. Hold me closer, tiny dancer.